0: Hello, my dear global family. Welcome to this uh, global happiness research. This is the greatest research in the history. Please research it, uh, practice in your life, and do your own research and share this uh, message to billions. Subscribe. More about about this uh, one year program, and marathon. Uh, find below the video, and uh, let's enjoy the. 18th presentation
1: enjoy welcome back to the path to happiness an introduction to the unification principles I'm your host dr. Tyler Hendricks in our last session we saw that God has a plan for each one of us and we found that by following the principle by our own freedom and responsibility and living for others, we will fulfill that plan. But you might, might say, sure, okay, I want to have a great marriage and family, but how does that make me fulfill God's plan, you know, like, like Jesus? Well, isn't there something more cosmic going on? I thought Jesus was God and I'm certainly not God. Jesus wasn't married. So, am I supposed to get married? Actually, St. Paul said that married people get distracted from God. Today's session on Christology will cover these really important questions. What is Christology? Christology is the study of the truth about Christ. In particular, the issue of whether whether Jesus is God or a human being. And what was Jesus' mission? The Bible gives Jesus different titles. Some are very exalted. Messiah, Savior, King, Christ, anointed of God, the Son of God, the Logos, God in the flesh, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, God with us, Emmanuel, the Lamb of God. Other titles are more human, like rabbi or teacher, healer, father, son of David, son of mary and most important bridegroom so first is jesus god or is he a person like me this is the topic of christology and to cut to the chase we say that jesus is a man who has realized the purpose of creation jesus is a fully mature person which means a perfect person made in the image of God now what are the implications of this number one the relationship between God and a fully mature person resembles the relationship between the dual characteristics we have mind and body in the likeness of God and the relationship between God and a person who has attained perfection may be compared to that between mind and body. Just as the body is created in the likeness of the intangible mind, a human being is created in the likeness of the intangible God. Just as there is inseparable oneness between the mind and body, there is inseparable oneness between God and a true person in that union the person experiences the heart of God as his or her own reality Jesus spoke of this state of perfection when he said you therefore must be perfect as your Heavenly Father is perfect Matthew 5 48 such a person assumes divine value So Jesus has divine value, and so does every such person. Second, let us consider this from the perspective of purpose. God created us for the purpose of sharing joy. Each of us possesses a unique individual character, and we each can be God's substantial object partner who manifests a distinctive aspect of God hence each person is the only one in the entire universe who can stimulate that distinctive aspect of God's nature to bring God joy every person who has completed the purpose of creation is thus a unique existence in the cosmos who can bring unique irreplaceable Wonderful joy to God. Third, a person who has completed the purpose of creation can govern the entire universe. Possessing both spirit and flesh, we can rule the spirit world with our spirit self and the physical world with our physical self. With us as mediators, the two worlds unite as a complete object partner to God. The universe is the substantial unfolding of the dual characteristics of a human being, of a man and of a woman. A person's spirit encapsulates all the elements of the spirit world, while his or her flesh encapsulates all the elements of the physical world. So we are a microcosm of the universe. Each one of us has the value then of the entire universe we can thus understand the saying of jesus in a new light for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life suppose there were a perfect machine whose every part is the only one of its kind in the world the value of each part then is the same as the value of the whole machine similarly No matter how insignificant each of us may feel, our value is equivalent to that of the entire universe. Well, how about Jesus? Jesus was sent as the tree of life. His mission is to restore the tree of life that was lost in the Garden of Eden. God wants to expand the lineage of perfect Adam and Eve. And create heaven on earth so we proclaim that Jesus value was that of a man who fulfilled the purpose of creation divine unique and the Lord of the cosmos so Jesus is the one man who has fulfilled the purpose of creation as a perfect human being Jesus is one with God the Son of God and the co-creator with God of the universe and of God's children this glorifies Jesus and it shows how he is the perfecter and the finisher of our faith the first among many for we all are to be as Jesus and he said that we will do even greater things than what he did the first epistle of Paul to Timothy chapter 2 verse 5 states for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men the man Christ Jesus and Romans five nineteen says for as through the one man's disobedience Adam many were made sinners even so through one man's obedience Jesus many will be made righteous well, 1 Corinthians records that for since by a man, Adam, came death, by a man, Jesus, came also the resurrection of the dead. So Jesus' divinity in the flesh makes him fully a man and fully God, fully man, fully human. The Gospel of Luke 1726 states, As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be, in the days of the son of man in this way the bible has sufficiently portrayed jesus as a human being and on top of it his mission of redeeming humankind by coming forth as true parents the new adam makes it imperative for him to come as a human being in the flesh we shouldn't spiritualize everything That's called Gnosticism, and it denies the value of the physical world, as if the physical world is inherently evil. Mm. No, God created this world as good. It is we who are evil, and when we get rid of our evil, we will create ideal marriages, great families on the earth that will bring to God joy here and in the spirit world. Of course, because Jesus is divine, when Philip asked Jesus to show him God, Jesus said that those who see him see the Father. He said, how can you ask me to show you the Father when I'm in him and he is in me? This statement illustrates that Jesus, who has fulfilled the purpose of creation, is one with God, therefore his divinity makes it possible for us to call him God as well as to affirm his full humanity before Jesus own father, the creator God. John 1.10 says that this world was created through the word and Jesus was the word made flesh. Some people conclude that Jesus was the creator. He, Jesus, was in the world, it says, and the world was made through him. And the world did not recognize him this means that god created the physical world on the model of a perfect human being as a microcosm a prototype a template of the world so because jesus came as the one who had fulfilled the purpose of creation god uh, john used those words this verse clarifies jesus as the one human being who has fulfilled his portion of responsibility and become one with God's original word. Therefore, he is the Alpha and the Omega. In John 8:58, Jesus told us that he existed before Abraham. Historically, Jesus was the descendant of Abraham. But since Jesus came as Adam to give rebirth to humankind, in terms of the providence, he becomes the ancestor of Abraham so Jesus was explaining that he was the son of God and the ancestor of Abraham who would be resurrected through Jesus but Jesus in Gethsemane called for God three times and asked him to take away the bitter cup Jesus also cried out on the cross my God my God why have you forsaken me as a divine being Still, Jesus had a reciprocal relationship with God. Jesus said that he would be on the right hand of the Father. Some say Jesus is God, but they don't mean Jesus was talking to himself or sitting at his own right hand. As illustrated above, Jesus is distinct from God. He is the image of God and Lord of creation. We, too, can have the same value as God if we connect to Jesus who came as the new Adam to give us rebirth. As we become aware of our original value and follow Jesus' way of faith, we can fulfill the purpose of creation, fulfilling Jesus' words to be perfect as our Father in heaven is perfect. But how does this happen? We've been baptized, we've been taking communion for 2,000 years as Christians, but still we're waiting for something more. It's called the second coming. Jesus shed his blood for me, but I still have sin. Who's gonna figure that out? This is what Reverend Moon teaches about, and we'll get into it in our next session. Thank you for listening, and please join us for our next session.
0: Okay, okay, good presentation for happiness, how to become a perfect man, a woman, a family, society, country, and the world. So uh, use it in your research, share this message to be alone. subscribe, turn on the suggestions list and listen to this uh, presentation, uh, use it in your manuscripts. Uh, happy welcome to our one-year program, Study Imperfection. Bye-bye. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place.